The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there. Welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you out there out in podcast land? Hope you are all keeping the best wherever you may be listening to this. Because, yeah, I'm very aware I'm getting a massive international influx this last while. We've had listeners tuning in from as far away as Switzerland. And the one that really knocked my socks off, we've had listeners from Brazil. (laughs) I didn't even know there was a pipe band in Brazil But welcome everyone First of all, we are the show for the piping folk So if it's got pipes in it, around it or near it at all We are the show for you We talk about everything from the bagpiping world Be it the Celtic music scene, folk music scene Or indeed probably our bread and butter Which will be the competitive piping and drumming scene And that's what we're all about So yes, thank you for only joining in now Please check out our back catalogue We've got a huge back catalogue right now over 60 odd episodes and still going strong. Still got loads to talk about actually. We've got quite a few suggestions this past week for Topic of the Week. So thank you everyone uh, for sending those in. And as we start each episode we always start with a bit of listener mail. Uh, so before we get into that actually I give a shout out to our patrons. Shout out goes to LoneStarPiper.com, Twisted Thistle and Brandon Moreno. You guys are awesome! Yes! Yes you are. <laughs> Thank you so much for hitting that support button on our Patreon page. It really does help everything that we are doing at the minute, especially when, yeah, the season is just around the corner. We'll get to that. Yeah, so each and every penny that's generated through our uh, Patreon page and everything really does help support what we do. It helps with travel costs and everything, admission to venues and you know, investment in equipment. We've just bought a lot of mics and stuff and camera gear and all this. Yeah, it really does help an awful lot. If you are interested in helping support what we do, you can go along to our Patreon page and click on that support link. From as little as $1 a month, you can get a little extra bit of you know perks and little bits of content and stuff that are kind of Patreon exclusives. So there you go. That's a little incentive for you. Plus you get a shout out on each podcast. There you go. Right, let's get into it. Listener mail. Our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. You should know it by now. We keep preaching it to you each and every week. We've got a lot of listener mail. Do you know what? I'm probably going to have to make a separate podcast based on last week's. <laughs> last week's, we done the 2018 season preview according to us on the Rab Show team. We give you our picks for bands that we are going to be keeping an eye on. And uh, a lot of you agreed with us and some grades. A lot of you completely disagreed and said that we were way off. So, yeah, we who knows? We may revisit this. But if anything, it's up there on the internet land now. And if anything, I'm kind of happy for it to stay there so we can laugh at it as the season finishes. And we can look back at our predictions and see whether we were right or completely wrong. So, yeah, thanks everyone for emailing in your predictions. And <clears throat> I think the number one thing that came through from everyone who messaged the show was that grade two is where it's at this year. I think everyone has kind of agreed with me and on everyone else on the team. Grade two is going to be... 
possibly the biggest competitive grade this season. <clears throat> if anything, I could see the grade two arena being packed and nobody being round grade one. <laughs> you never know. Stranger things have happened. But yeah, grade two is going to be so exciting this year. So yeah, if you are interested and you haven't listened to our episode from last week, go and check it out. That's our full season preview where we go through each grade, pick out the bands that we're going to be looking for. And possible dark horses and stuff. All that's on last week's podcast. And yeah, if you have any further commentary, please do email into us bigrabshow at gmail.com. And yeah, we possibly will be revisiting that topic again because a lot of people have some strong opinions for bands that we have missed out. Right, yeah, we got another email here from Chris. He says, Chris, uh, this will be something that, let me see, something Chris got wrong. So this will be things that Chris got wrong. What did you get wrong, Chris? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's talking about the email he sent last week when he was talking about the Scotia, Glenville and Capital District Youth Pipe Band competition. Ah, I did think there was something wrong there, Chris. I think the dates were kind of muddled up. Yeah, I think that's what happened. So he says, yes, they're holding their annual outdoor competition on May 12th. That makes a lot more sense. So entry deadline, however, is Friday the 4th of May. So depending on when you're listening to this, you may only just have a couple of days from when I'm recording this. So, yeah, May 4th, that's when your entries are closed. And, yeah, the competition happens on May 12th, the following week. So wish everyone good luck at that. And hopefully, Chris, keep us informed with that. So, yeah, you know, with any results and stuff and goings on, we'd be interested to hear what happens at the Scotia Glenville uh, competition there. So, yeah. That's going to be interesting. So thanks, Chris, for getting that kind of straightened out. So, yeah, stuff that Chris got wrong. Brilliant. And, uh, yeah, speaking of stuff that Rab got wrong. Stuff, I don't know, everyone likes me to sing the song. Stuff that Rab got wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I got a lot of stuff wrong last week. Uh, so, yeah, forgive me. If anything, uh, this may be another podcast where I'll go back through stuff that Rab got wrong. And anybody who listened to the live show last night on Fuse... <laughs> we'll get into that. Started a whole battle and a half about stuff that I got wrong. Anyway, let's fly on, shall we? Let's get into the piping news. We've got a lot to get through this week. Okay, let's start at the start. This weekend, Saturday 5th of May, Scene sees the Leinster Pipe Band Championships. Yeah, it's going to be taking place in Swords Castle Grounds there. And everything kicks off at 12 noon. So this is going to be a pretty decent competition. I haven't seen the draw yet. Still haven't got the details for this. Uh, Nothing's been published online that I could see. I've been searching for a draw to see who's going to be competing at this. But there's been nothing published online. So I don't know. But as soon as I find out, that will be shared out on the Rab Show Facebook page. And the Twitter, of course, as well. So we can clue you in who's going to be there at the Leinster Pipe Band Championships. What makes this event so interesting is because it's the weekend before things kick off here in the UK. Because next week, May 12th, banger. Oh, <laughs> I cannot tell you how stupidly excited I am for Banger. It's, yeah, this is a brilliant time of year. Bands are so furiously burrowing away in band halls. It's crazy. I know bands who have actually pulled out like maybe three practices this week and again maybe three, even four practices. I know some drum corps are actually practicing four nights a week at the moment. Now, whether that's panic stations, you know, last minute cramming session to get everything in place, or, I don't know, maybe they're just polishing things, you know, to hit the grass and do it right, so I don't know, but I do know a lot of bands out there are really, really furiously busy at the minute, so 
Yes, for everyone who is <laughs> up to their neck in band practice, don't worry. We're all in the same boat. That's one of the messages I want to get across on the podcast this week. Everyone is in the same boat at the minute. And it seems to be everyone silently freaking out because they're going, Oh my God, the season starts next week. Ah, what am I going to do? Don't panic. Stay with it and we'll see you on the grass and banger. It'll all be okay. <laughs> I think that's the message I want to give over. So, yeah. This weekend is a bit of a trial run, a bit of a first run out on the grass before things kick off in the UK. So that's the Leinster Pipe Band Championships and we'll get you the results from that as it happens there in Swords Castle Grounds on Saturday. Now the Virginia International Tattoo American Pipe Band Championships were this past weekend. So in case you've been living in a cave somewhere, yeah, you're bound to have heard that this has happened. What a huge event this was. It seemed to be a whole week-long celebration of piping and drumming. Uh, the whole international tattoo event was happening as well. <clears throat> you had lots of bands involved with that. Shout-out has to go to the guys from New Rawson District, uh, who seemed to be having a heck of a time. They seemed to be having a week-long session, you know, giving you know, piping and drumming lessons, little workshops, little impromptu concerts, as well as taking part in the actual tattoo itself. And yeah, they, they took part in the American Pipe Band Championships as well. They took part in that event. So yeah, I think by all accounts, the new Ross and District guys had the best time. And so yeah, shout out to those guys. They actually sent us quite a few hashtag Big Rab Show selfies. So uh, no, I was just... Yeah, sickening. They had the best time. Like, I was stuck in my day job, working away, and next thing, I got a ding-ding on my phone, I got a notification, and there's the guys in New Rawson District sitting around sopping pints in the sunshine. It's just not fair. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to you guys. Hope you had the best time. Now, the results that we got from the Virginia International Tattoo, I got the results for Grade 3 and Grade 2. So, Grade 3, then first place went to St. Thomas Episcopal Pipe Band, and they lifted the drumming as well. And Grade 2 then went to the City of Dunedin, and they lifted the drumming as well. Now, I think by all accounts, the City of Dunedin lifted first places right across the board. It was pretty unanimous. And for those of you who were following the live streaming, because uh, thanks to the guys at the Virginia uh, International Tattoo, they managed to live stream the whole thing. So you can go back and check all the performances from all the bands. Go and have a look at the City of Dunedin Pipe Band. What they managed to produce on the day. Whew. Yeah. I think it's kind of clear. Clear cut, I think. For grade two there for the City of Dunedin. Definitely worth checking out. Also, the City of... Uh, the St. Thomas Episcopal Pipe Band also had a stellar performance you know those kids can really play so go and check them out you know definitely worth a look and it's all up there on the rab show facebook page we've shared out all the videos we could and so yeah definitely worth checking out so well done first of all <clears throat> to everyone at the virginia international tattoo i think it was an incredible event and if anything it seems to be growing each year i think i noticed that a lot of the spectators you know around the arena and that you know they seem to be more and more people each year, you know, watching it and taking part in it and stuff. So, yeah, if anything, promising times there at the Virginia International Tattoo. And long may it improve. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. <clears throat> I did mention on the podcast a while ago about the Western Australian Police Pipe Band. And they're currently in the studio recording a new album. Yes. Well, they've now released the title of the album. Uh, this was a huge surprise to a lot of people, including myself. Uh, it's going to be, uh, the album is called actually, Traditional Tattoo Favourites. 
Now this had me bouncing backwards. What? I really wasn't expecting this. It's going to be basically a traditional album. Filled with many of your favourite tattoo classics from all over the years. So, let's see. Let's play a little game. I actually done this on the live show last night. Whenever you think of a tattoo, what kind of tunes would you expect to be on here? Now, there's 12 tracks on here in total. So, yeah, play along at home. I'll give you a little second or two to think about it. Yeah, think about tattoo favourites. Think them in your head. What ones do you think will be included? And I guarantee you'll be right. Start at the start. Track one, Scotland the Brave and the Noah Wah to Bide Wah. There you are. There you go. So a lot of people have already ticked that off. So then the Skyboat song. Then you have Hector the Hero. You have Amazing Grace. If anything, you have two versions of Amazing Grace. <laughs> You've got Flowers of the Forest. You have Cock of the North. Uh, the Glendodrill Highlanders. You have Barren Rocks and the Healing Laddie. You have Highland Cathedral, Flower of Scotland, Outlying Zai, 79th Farewell, and the Black Bear. There you go. That makes up your 12 track lists. Now, not anything on there is a surprise. It is not... Yeah, a band hasn't released an album like this in a long time. And to see this from the Western Australian Police Pipe Band going back to their old traditional tattoo roots... It's really interesting. So if anything, I'll be interested to hear this album and see what kind of treatment they give all these old traditional tunes. You know, sometimes whenever you get old tunes, simple tunes played incredibly well, it can sound pretty awesome. So I'm looking forward to this. Now, we haven't any details yet about the release date or anything or how to get your hands on this. But once we do, I will certainly let you guys know about how to get your mitts on this album because it will be pretty interesting to be honest okay on to competition news the draw is now available for Guruk yes just difficult to say Guruk <laughs> so yeah apparently this competition is going to be happening on Sunday the 13th of May so as things kick off here in Northern Ireland on the 12th of May then over in Scotland the competitions end the following day. So we have on the Saturday, Scotland has it on the Sunday. So there you go. The draw is now up. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole draw because otherwise I'll be sitting here reading names for days. But let's look at grade one for now. Anyway, because there is quite a substantial grade one hitting the grass at Gurrick. So we have seven bands in grade one. So we have Scottish Power, Glasgow Police, Johnstone, Shots, Inverary, Glasgow Sky, Police Scotland, Fife. Not bad bad you may say so yeah but i have to say there is a glaring omission in grade one hmm where's loman and clyde <laughs> was the big question we asked there the other night and also there's no bog hole i've just noticed so yeah a couple of bands not actually pulling out for Gurk, but yeah apparently loman and clyde has other commitments at a different competition elsewhere in scotland happening at the same time so yeah, it would appear that other events are being ran at the same time as Gurek, but it seems to be Gurek seems to be the main one for most of Grade 1s because you have seven bands there in Grade 1. It's going to be interesting to watch. As far as any plans for any live streaming goes for ourselves for Gurek, we're not sure yet. We don't know. Logistically, we could maybe do it, but we don't know. We're playing it by ear. Bear with us. Yeah, because over the course of the weekend we'll be live streaming and trying to do as much coverage as we can from Bangor on the Saturday. So we could be burnt out when it comes to Sunday. So who knows, we will do what we can. Stay tuned with us on the show and we will hopefully get something to you from Gurk. Alright, 
Ross, Ainsley and Ali Hutton have finally released their new album. It seems to be that I've been talking about this album now forever. But for good reason. People I know still don't have this. <laughs> you need this album. I can't t- keep telling you. Symbosis 2 finally was launched there. At a big launch event there in the Dry Gate in Glasgow. And what a night it was. I think by all accounts I actually had quite a few friends who were at the gig. And said, man... I've never seen a show like it in my life. Apparently, Ross and Ali just blew the house up down. I just thought it was incredible. Apparently, they had on stage, they actually had a full string section backing them up as well. <laughs> Plus, you know, special guest appearances and different things. Apparently, it was just an incredible night. So, congratulations to Ross and Ali on the launch of their new album, Symbosis 2. And, yeah, that thing hasn't been out of my car stereo since I managed to get my mitts on it. If you haven't yet grabbed a copy of this, I can't stress enough. Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton are kind of famous in you know the Celtic music scene. They are pipers of notes, protégés of the late Gordon Duncan, and two-time Radio Two Folk Music Award nominees. I think they actually won it uh, last year in you know best duo. Uh, yeah, these guys really deserve your support. Symbosis too. Incredible. I've listened to Symbosis 1 until I was blue in the face. I really love that album and I couldn't wait for Symbosis 2. And now here it is. And again, same thing. I'm playing it now until I'm nearly I'm nearly sick listening to it. <laughs> but it's incredible. Please do. Go to Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton. Either through their social media or on Bandcamp or any of that kind of places. You'll be able to get your hands on a copy of Symbosis 2. It's definitely worth catching for any piping fan at all. Right. Speaking of uh, concerts and stuff, because we are still in the tail end of concert season, Uh, Toronto Police Pipe Band were in concert this past weekend. We did mention it on the podcast there a while ago. Uh, We said we know where it was happening and everything. But what made it interesting is that this was all hosted by the Kingston Police Pipe Band, uh, who managed to live stream the entire concert. Now, this was brilliant because it meant that people like us like myself who live abroad and possibly would get to miss this event we were able to watch it from start to finish which was brilliant so yeah go and check it out we've shared it out there on the rab show facebook page and go and watch the full concert of toronto police pipe band in action it's definitely worth a watch if anything there's quite a number of uh, musical pieces on there that kind of pleasantly surprised me i was thinking whoa that's pretty badass. So, <laughs> so go and check it out. Toronto Police, that concert is up there. You know, it is long, mind you. It can be a bit of a sit-through if you're just sitting looking at your phone or your laptop or whatever. So get yourself comfortable. I have to say, first of all, get yourself on the sofa. Get it all onto the big screen and, and the, the lounge or the living room, whatever. You know, get it on the big screen. Sit and watch the concert in its entirety. It's well worth a watch. You know, Toronto Police has been on hard times this last while. You know, struggling... With various different problems in the band, trying to struggle out with numbers and things. But yeah, they put on one heck of a show. It's definitely worth checking out. Now, also have to give a shout out to a good friend of the show, Jarleth Henderson. Yes, you guys know Jarleth pretty well as being an Ullan Piper, Piper of note. Uh, yeah, he was recently featured on BBC Alba's show, Serum. Or I've heard it pronounced like a hundred different ways. Uh, but it's spelt S-E-I-R-M, so Serum. And so that's how I'm pronouncing it. Probably stuff that rap got wrong. 
So you can go and check it out. It's available on the BBC iPlayer now. Um, so Jarlath was on the show for at least an hour. It was an hour-long show. Some of the trad music that was on there was just incredible. And Jarlath was on there, of course, singing songs and performing music from his latest album. Uh, so definitely worth checking out. As I've already told you before, Jarlath Henderson is an incredible piper. And this kind of show that he was on on BBC Alba this past week really showcased his talent. He was able to go on there and play whistles and pipes and, yeah, singing and uh, just brilliant. Trust me, go and check out the BBC Alba show. Serum, Jarlath Henderson was on there this past week. I'm so glad I caught it. It was just one of those things, just flicking through the channels and then, oh, whoa, there's Jarlath. Hey! Next one. So I sat for a full hour enthralled. It was fantastic. So, yeah, shout out to Jarlath. Excellent show there on BBC Alba, well worth checking out. Now, the Belfast International Tattoo made a bit of an announcement there not too long ago, saying that the South African Irish Regiment Pipes and Drums Band will be appearing at this year's Belfast Tattoo. Now, this is pretty special, because this band's travelling quite a distance, but they're also quite famous in the tattoo scene. Now, I know sure people may not know them, but you do one little Google search and you'll find this band is pretty well known. So the South African Irish Regiment of Pipes and Drums, definitely going to be a real draw. So if you haven't got tickets for the Belfast Tattoo yet, you can go and get them now. The event itself isn't until September, so you have plenty of time. But I would urge you to get your tickets now because whenever you know July, August rolls around, tickets do get pretty scarce. This event does sell out pretty quickly. So... If you are looking tickets for the Belfast Tattoo, you guys know we've done coverage from the Tattoo before here in the Rab Show. And we already know what kind of an event it is. It's just all sorts of awesome for us piping fans. There's a lot of pipers and drummers involved from Northern Ireland and abroad. So this is one for piping fans. If you are interested in going to this year's Tattoo, go along to the BelfastInternationalTattoo.com and you can get your tickets now. There you go. It's definitely one not to miss. Now, whenever I'm talking about Belfast... Another little bit of news dropped about Belfast. The Belfast Traditional School of Music. Traditional Music School. Yeah, I even got that backwards. I've recently announced two pretty exciting opportunities for pipers and drummers. Now, they started this last year as a bit of an experiment. They had a few people, you know, come and do a little workshop every now and again. And, you know, they were kind of treading the waters to see, you know, how things were going to go. So, they've made a massive announcement of who is going to be coming to do some workshops. And as I was talking about him earlier, Ross Ainsley is coming. Ross Ainsley! Ross Ainsley! Ross Ainsley's coming over. <laughs> He's going to be doing a master class in piping. So, whoa, for a start. Okay, normally you're used to getting like master classes and stuff from pipe majors of pipe bands, plus some of the solo guys, you know, that, that would play in the likes of the Glymphitic and things like that. You know, the guys who are involved in the competitive scene. This is a chance to learn from someone from the Celtic music scene. Someone who's come from that whole folk dynasty. And including also from learning from the amazing late Gordon Duncan. You know, it's going to be an excellent opportunity for people to have some tuition on the other side of the piping world. So this is an opportunity for anybody who's interested in folk music, Celtic music and anything that Ross Ainsley's doing at the moment. I think, if anything, a part of his masterclass may include composition and all various different things to do with that because Ross, as you know, is an extremely creative person. Definitely going to be worth looking at. Definitely, cause even I'm a drummer and even I want to go to this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be running May 30th to Friday the 3rd of August. And it's going to be in the University of Ulster. 
in Belfast City from 10am to 1pm every day. So, man, I cannot stress how amazing this is going to be for Pipers. So, yeah. For full details on these, I have to say they have another one to talk about. But get yourself along to the Belfast Traditional Music School on social media and you'll get full details of how to enrol in these classes. Now, this class, I have to say, uh, going to be held by Ross Ainsley, is going to be aimed at intermediate to advanced players. So you have to kind of know what you're doing. You know, you can't walk in there and just know how to play your scale and your grace notes and that's it. No, you have to kind of know what you're doing. So, yeah, this is an advanced class. Ross is going to, yeah, impart some knowledge on you. <laughs> so you have to know what you're doing. So that's going to be a pretty interesting master class, yeah. So that's one definitely to check out. Now, for us drummers, not to be neglected, of course, Mr. Stephen McWhorter has coming back. He was there last year, of course, giving master classes in pipe band snare drumming. And yeah, it's been announced that Stephen McWhorter is back again at the Belfast Trad Music School. And yeah, he's doing a master class in pipe band snare drumming. Again, it's running from the same time, Monday 30th of July to Friday the 3rd of August. And again, it's going to be held in the Ulster University there in Belfast. Definitely going to be worth checking out for drummers because when else do you get an opportunity to learn from the current world solo champion? There you go. That's a great opportunity. So, yeah. For full details, I have to say for both of these opportunities, go along to the Belfast Traditional Music School on Facebook. And I think they have the Twitter account as well. It's well worth checking out. They'll have all the full details up there of how you can enroll and how you can get involved in these events. Yeah, it's definitely going to be worth checking out. So, there you go. I think by all accounts, they're not done making announcements, by the way. They have said that they will announce more as it comes closer to the time. So, yeah, as more people and more workshops and thingies all get announced, we will let you know. Okay, another bit of piping news. The Quinn Memorial Pipe Band made an announcement there not too long ago, and they wanted me to give it a shout-out on the podcast. They have spaces available for the British Championships. They're travelling from Northern Ireland, and they have spaces available on their bus. So the band will be travelling to the British Championships in Paisley on Saturday the 19th. So if you are interested in going, there you are. There's your opportunity. They have a few spaces left on their coach, uh, which will be leaving Kelly Gollop at 7.30am. Catching the 7.30 boat, sorry, there in Belfast to Kenryan. And then returning home on the 11pm ferry the same day. So they're doing it all on the day trip. Which can be tight enough going. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're there early morning. Having to come back late that night. Yeah, that could be stiff enough going. So, good luck everyone there at the Mighty Quinn. But yeah, if you are interested in going to Paisley, there's your opportunity. You know, there's a space available on the bus. Why not tag along and travel along with the Quinn? It'll be good crack. If you are interested, you can contact the Quinn Memorial through their social media. Or you can contact Gary Smith directly as well and they'll get you sorted out. Now, for those of you who missed our live show on Fuse FM there last night, Tuesday night on Fuse FM, we had a pretty special guest on the show. We had pipe major Jason Black of Bally Breast Pipe Band, hashtag Team Breast. Uh, yeah, he was on to tell us all about this weekend's shenanigans. In case you have been living in a cave, I've said that twice now, in case you've been living in a cave, this weekend sees Inverary and District in concert in the Tullyglass Hotel in Ballymena. <laughs> man I am so stupidly excited for this it's crazy and it seems to be a lot of people are the same there seems to be a lot of hype about this people are uploading little pictures of their, their tickets and everything and putting it on Facebook and saying oh look what I got 
Yeah, a lot of people are excited for this. It's going to be a bit of a pre-season get-together because next week we're all going to be on the grass competing against each other. So, yeah, Friday night we're all going to be in Balamina partying and listening to some of the best piping and drumming possible. So, yeah, as Jason was telling us all about the show, he's saying that preparations are pretty well underway and, if anything, everything's in the final stages now. They've got stage in place, they've got lights and sound and everything, and all that needs to happen now is the guys from the band to land over and melt our face. And melt our face they will, apparently. (laughs) This is a little bit of history happening. And I have to say that uh, it is a little bit of history. I think this is the first time that a world championship winning pipe band plus world solo drumming champion has actually hit the stage after directly winning the world championship. I don't think it's ever happened before. Now we had this argument on the live show and nobody who was listening could text us in and tell us different. Now, of course, we had the historical uh, concert that happened in Balamina, which was the 78th Live in Ireland, which was iconic, which actually just happened across the road from where this venue is in the Tully Glass Hotel. <laughs> if anything, I think the 78th may well have stayed in that hotel. But, yeah, this is history in the making. Our current world champions on stage. Now, as much as this kind of is a celebration for Inverary, celebrating their world championship win... You know, this concert will be kind of awesome. It'll be great to see the band on stage producing some amazing music. But also, it's a bit of a celebratory concert for Bally Breast Pipe Band, who are hosting them. I think they're celebrating 70 years on the road. So congratulations to Bally Breast. Not a small thing by any means. And uh, yeah, so those guys will be proud as punch throwing this insanely huge concert. Now, as I'm recording this, it's now May 2nd you still have an opportunity to get tickets for this, which is kind of, I don't know, it dumbfounds me, to be honest. I really don't understand it. I honestly thought tickets for this would be gone within the space of a week, but they're still there. Now, what I had been told on the show is that the venue itself is pretty huge. They have a plethora of seats. So, if you are interested in going to this Inverary concert this Friday night in Balamina, you can still go. Tickets apparently will be available on the door. So if you just decide, that's ah, Friday, I want to go and listen to some piping and drumming that will melt my face, then yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's your chance. Head along. Doors open at 7.30. You can go along and I think 7.30 and then it gives you half an hour to get your beer and get your seat. So there you go. And then I think things kick off at 8 o'clock. Everything is insanely exciting about this I'm tripping over my words now this is yeah this is going to be extremely exciting because it is a history in the making that yeah can't stress that enough and a lot of people have been asking questions about live streaming now the organizers of the event have said yes Rob you live stream as much as you like and even the band themselves have said yeah they have no objections to go ahead and film and snap photos and do whatever we please now us on the Rab show however we talked it out as a team and decided yeah whenever we were covering the Fife Police concert there in Aberdeen we decided not to live stream the whole thing now that kind of yeah, annoyed a lot of people because they were hoping to watch it all on the live stream and all of that sort of stuff. But we made the decision we'll get a few little clips in the first half of the show and then a few little clips in the second half of the show. And that'll be it. Everything else in between, 
If you want to see the show, you have to get a ticket. I have to stress that. We're not going to live stream the entire event because if you can still get tickets for it, then why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? If you're living about 20 minutes down the road, why not get the tickets and go and experience it yourself live in person? Now, don't get me wrong. For you guys listening internationally, hello there, Brazil. (laughs) Don't we have you covered? We are going to let you know what's happening on stage. We will be taking little bits of live streaming and stuff just to bring it to you live and let you see what was happening on stage on the night. Kind of give you a bit of a flavour as to what Inverary brought to the stage. But we will certainly not be live streaming the entire thing because, as I've said, if you want to see the show, buy a ticket that simple as i was talking to jason on the live show apparently people are flying in for this internationally there's people coming in from canada new zealand and australia even a few from the states as well even from some from mainland europe i think as well are coming in specifically to see this show so it is going to be insanely huge now again there's going to be an incredible event and as you know there's no show without punch so as well as live streaming we will also be there grabbing interviews we're going to be there chatting to the guys of Inverary plus some of the guys from Ballybreast as well I have to mention and anybody else besides so if any of you guys out there have any questions at all that you would like us to ask the guys at Inverary or even Ballybreast Definitely get in contact with us as soon as you can because, yeah, the sooner you can get your questions into us, the sooner we can get it on paper and we can ask them. So, yeah, text us in or even not text it. I'm not live. <laughs> you can email me in your questions. BigRabShow at gmail.com or even messages through our Facebook page is probably the quickest way. And, yeah, hopefully your question can hit the top of the pile and we can ask the guys at Inverary your question so do you want to know what their favorite cheese is or have they got a lucky set of drawers that they wear at the world's or what do they eat for breakfast the morning of a big championship you know these important hard-hitting questions the nation needs to know the world needs to know (laughs) so yeah get your question into it we'll happily ask the guys of Inverary your questions and hopefully next week on the podcast we'll bring you a lot of coverage from yeah well not even on next week (laughs) <laughs> next week will be all about the pre-season because the bangers come in but yeah next week we'll be bringing coverage from the Inverary concert and letting you guys hear everything that happened right that's it for the piping news this week I can finally yeah, scrap my script oh before I do I have to give a shout out to the guys at the Chanter Rant podcast yes this week they had yours truly on there I was on there and they had me on as a bit of a guest and we just talked about everything and it was the best crack <laughs> Because for them, it was Sunday morning, but for me, it was Sunday evening. And, yeah, to be fair, I did have a few wee uh, famous crushes, and it was good fun. (laughs) Now, I have to stress, if you are going to go and listen to it and go and check it out, it's not for the faint-hearted. You know, adult themes do apply, strong language is there, and strong opinions. (laughs) So, yeah, may not be for everyone, but if you are not easily offended by strong language, then definitely head over to the guys at the Chanter Rand podcast. It's always a good laugh. So, thank you guys for having me on your show. And, yeah, here's hoping that I'll be back on again and I haven't squandered you too much. Right, that's it. It's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. TwistedThistle.com Owned and operated by world champion and gold medal winner bass drummer Mike Cole. Twisted Thistle bass drum mallets are one of the top performing bass stick brands in the world. Used by our current world champions in Verary and District Pipe Band. So check out TwistedThistle.com where you can find information on available models to buy, 
tuning videos, Skype drumming lessons, pipe band drum scores, pipe band drumming workshops, drum tech support, blah, just so much stuff. Check them out, twistedthistle.com. LoneStarPiper.com, the little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and Highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Pipe Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Yes, there you go. That was a bit of a shout-out there to our patrons there. Thank you so much, guys, for hitting that support button. If you do want to get your own shout-out on the show, that little 30-second clip and that, go and click on our support button on the Patreon page, and you too can get yourself a wee clip on the show. Right. This week's topic of the week, marching and deportment. Yes, this kind of came to me as I was attending a band practice there on Monday night this week. Now, the reason why it's a topic of the week is because... It seems to have been a bit of a topic of the week in a lot of different areas in the piping world. I have heard the guys on the Chandarad podcast talking about it for a little while. Plus, when I was at this band practice, it was front and centre. Pardon the pun. Now, the reason why it was front and centre is that this particular band was actually teaching its members how to march. How to stand in line, how to mark time, how to halt, how to stand at ease, how to counter march. All of this sort of stuff. And it raised so many questions. Raised so many questions with me because there are so many different ways of doing it. (laughs) I have seen loads of bands walking up to a line. Half of them dandering. Some of them kind of looking around them. Some looking at their shoes. Some looking at, ooh, pretty bird in the sky. Pretty bird in the sky. A lot of bands doing that. Not really paying attention, and then suddenly Pipe Major says, Bad! Stop! And everyone trips over each other, and it's all a bit of a comedy act. Now, this particular band had a band full of complete beginners. Totally new to the piping world. Had never actually seen a band march before. So, to be able to teach them from bare bone basics, you stand here, and you all stand in a nice, neat line, and... Yeah, listen to what your pipe major says. So when he says, by the right, quick march. Yeah. Do you know the first thing I heard, or thought, whenever I first heard that command, whenever I was starting out in piping and drumming, when someone says, by the right, quick march, I thought you moved your right foot. And then I always found I was out of step with everybody else. (laughs) So, yeah, there's 101 different ways to do this. And I want to know your opinion on what the right way is to do this. Now, whenever a band marches up to the line, that is possibly the most important time in any pipe band, be it in any grade at all, the march up to the line is the most nerve-wracking. 
for drummers you're making sure your hands aren't wet you're not going to drop your sticks for pipers you're freaking out about possibly you know missing a drone or something and you know messing up your intro and all of this and 101 million things are going through your head at the same time and then you know marching just doesn't seem to be in the forefront of your mind so what do you have to do to consciously march correctly now i see a lot of bands doing it right in my opinion and a lot of bands doing it wrong there are some bands who like really strict strict with the rule book i I think there are a certain set of rules and i would love to know them some bands have the pipes under your arm and then you know with a snare drum strike bring them up onto their shoulder whilst they're on the line how many bands do that now i think there are still bands out there who do do that there are a lot of bands though however who just march on with the pipes already under their shoulder in fact that's probably the norm now now whenever you're marching up to the line does your pipe major say band mark time before you say halt this is another thing that seems to be an unwritten rule Or do you just march up to the line and say band halt and everyone stops? Do you mark time at all or do you just walk up and whoa? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's these little things, little things that never get talked about. Plus, possibly the biggest thing, especially for beginners. And this is one thing I want to ask you guys is how did you find initially walking and playing at the same time? It's something that us who have been involved in the piping world, we take for granted. We could possibly do it all in our sleep because you develop that kind of automatic pilot that just happens without thinking. You can play and walk at the same time. It's no biggie. But for complete beginners, it's like patting your stomach and rubbing your head at the same time, you know, while it's jumping up and down. Crazy. For them, it's a complete new world and if anything, turns it all topsy-turvy. So if anything, that's what happened. This particular group, they found actually marching, playing roles, and then hitting that first E, and they're like, oh, this is so tough. How are we going to do this? So, yeah, how did you find marching and playing at the same time? Now, as well as marching and playing at the same time, you also have to form a circle. Now, for some pipers, specifically for pipers, probably have the hardest job They have to file in different ranks. Some people have to walk faster. Some people have to walk slower and hang back a little bit. You know, it's a little bit like putting a jigsaw together. So, you know, how were you ever taught how to form a circle? And the simplest thing about how to turn around. Like you have some players turning on their left foot. You have some players turning on their right foot. You have some players who just don't know how to turn around and just stand there like a lemon until they go oh everyone's facing the other way (laughs) so it's an incredibly difficult thing to learn so one of the things that i'm kind of fascinated about if anything this should possibly have been my learning journey podcast you know this is part of it you know learning all of this but yeah marching and deportment whenever bands march up to the line it's possibly the most stressful time in a pipe band but it's also one of the most important whenever it comes to deportment because believe it or not and no judges may not they will probably completely disagree with me but there is a lot to be said for a band who does invest time in its marching and its deportment if a band walks up to the line full of confidence and straight ranks 
and everyone's on step with heads held high, arms swinging up to an appropriate height, and not way above your head like a buck agent. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. With a band who marches up with confidence, hits the line and all halts together, that is priceless. You know, that shows you there. there's a band that's invested some time in doing this. And also when the pipe major says stand at ease, and everyone stands at ease, then nobody starts talking to their mate or waving hello to their auntie in the crowd. Hello there, Aunt Bessie. What about you? Look at me. I'm on the line. <laughs> Isn't this great crack? You know, there's none of that. There's actual discipline. <laughs> there's discipline applied in the ranks of the band. You know, everyone's at ease, but no one's talking. Everyone's standing there concentrating on getting the job done and listening for that all-important order from the pipe major. It's a very stressful time. It's one of those times where every band member should be focused, but it's so easy to become distracted. <laughs> so marching and deportment, discipline in general in a pipe band, I think is kind of important. To have that instilled discipline, yeah, means a lot. So whenever you're on the line and then you're eventually called to attention and the pipe major steps out the tempo, this is one of my bugbears. Now you can tell me whether this is the right thing or the wrong thing, but once the pipe major starts stepping out the tempo, all right, boys, ready? And he starts, starts doing this business, right? Starts stamping his feet, and everybody's watching the feet. But then what happens is that it's like a ripple effect. It goes through the whole band, and everybody else starts stamping their feet. Now to me. That's kind of breaking from form. Nobody should be really stamping their feet along with the pipe major. Although I would hold my hand up, I've done it myself. You know, I would secretly be tapping my feet along with the pipe major, already getting myself in time. So do we do it subconsciously and just not realise it? But I notice so many bands that do it. Now whether you get marked down for that whenever you're getting judged on your M&D, I don't know. But it's something you know a lot of bands could maybe look at. That maybe only the pipe major should mark time. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. You could probably ridicule me. That would be stuff the rap got, bro. That would be one thing. But anyway, once you're in the arena and you've made that circle, fine. You're fine. You're home free. And if anything, I've got a lot of questions from people who are new to the piping scene asking about the circle. Some bands form with tenor drummers in front of the snare line. Some bands form with tenor drummers in front of the piping line. And... Yeah, it's, every band seems to have a different formation. And it seems to be a rule of thumb that it, it goes on how many numbers you have. Like if you've got a silly amount of drummers to squeeze in, that really affects your formation. Now for pipers, it's kind of simple. You just form a semicircle. But for drummers, however, we need to optimize our position in the band. So we are there thereabouts we're far enough away from the pipers that we can be distinguished on our own as drummers but we need to be close enough so we're close enough to the music and kind of balance out the volume between pipers and drummers and this might not be something that pipers actually notice that happens but drummers have to kind of gauge the distance between piping semicircle and drummers line it's yeah and sometimes drummers just stand in a straight line by the way uh, I'm not a fan of that. I would rather see a drum line actually curve in towards the band. You know, with the wingman actually turning inward. Anyway, yeah, I would like to see more of that. <laughs> There's a lot of bands actually have a lot of straight drum core lines. 
Mm, not a fan, not a fan. But hey, maybe it is a thing that affects sound. Now also, a thing about the march into the arena, which I know has a massive effect on the sound of a band, is the bass drummer. The bass drummer doing the crab walk, as it's famously called. The crab walk. Now, whenever the bass drum marches in with the crab walk, it completely changes the tone, the sound of the band. Whenever a bass drummer walks in sideways with a crab walk kind of thing going, they have a clear view of the pipe major. They can see everything that that foot on the grass is doing. Plus, the bass drum is facing sideways towards the drumming judge who's walking in behind them. So they get the full brunt of that big warm tone of the bass drum, which just fills that whole empty space. So... For me, I'm a huge fan of crab-walking bass drummers. Now, I have to say, though, crab-walking is not for every bass drummer. It's incredibly difficult to do. I've known so many bass drummers to try the crab-walk and nearly end up breaking their neck (laughs) because you you have to cross your legs over each time to take a step. And to be able to do that in time whilst playing your instrument Very difficult to do, especially when you have a line of drummers behind you who's creeping up on you and you have a line of pipers who are getting away from you. Not an easy skill to do. I know there's quite a number of bands who do practice this a lot. If anything, I think uh, one of the famous ones would be Chris Pollock. I think Chris actually done the uh, crab walk. I may be wrong about that. But I do know there's quite a number of bass drummers in the Grade 1 arena who do the crab walk. And yeah, I would encourage that. You know, it does affect the sound. That's my opinion, though. You guys can possibly disagree with me. And you would like to see the bass drummer just marching in straight, which is fine. Thousands of bands do it that way. It's the traditional way to do it. Nothing against it. But whenever you do the crab walk, as a listener, spectator on my part, you can really tell a difference. You know, you just something about the sound projects that bit more whenever you're doing the crab walk. Maybe that'll be something I'll talk to bass drummers about whenever we do our next bass drumming podcast. Right, so you're now in the arena. Everybody's in their circle and everyone's playing away. Everybody's happy. We can see the pipe major, what they're doing. Everybody is getting through the set. And then finally, we've hit that last note. The pipe major steps forward that one little bit to tell everyone... We're coming to a close, guys. And then, that's it. Job done. Then there's something else you need to do. You need to get out of there. <laughs> One thing I have to say. When you're in standing in the ring, the only person tapping the foot really, essentially, should only be the pipe major. Now, I have noticed this in the past, and I have been a victim of this myself. So many other people tap their feet at the same time. Pipe major taps the foot, but everybody else is tapping theirs as well. It's just a habit thing. It's so hard to kick. I've done it myself hundreds of times. And if anything, I've noticed sometimes me and the pipe major can be in two completely different worlds. <laughs> He's on one tempo and I'm somewhere else. So that can happen. But yeah, that's a, that's another pet peeve of mine, tapping feet. Anyway, so once you're in that circle and you've finished your set, you need to get out of there. So reforming ranks can be a little bit like shuffling a deck of cards. Do you know whenever you take a deck of cards and you cut it in half and you set them side by side and then you have to do that ruffly thing, you know, that that, ruffly thing you do with cards and try to get them all in together again? That's what you're doing with a band. (laughs) 
<laughs> everyone has to kind of reform ranks, quick march, and everyone goes, huh? where'd I go? Where, where was I standing? Mackie, Mackie, move over, I was over there. Nightmare. <laughs> Especially if you have a bigger band. Sometimes it can be really complicated. So, yeah, I have to say, for those marching on the front line of a pipe band, for those of you in the front line, you've got it easy. But just... Be aware of the guys behind you. It does take a while to get back into your ranks again. I have noticed some bands that as soon as they reform ranks and the front row has formed theirs, they just rally off and everyone's like, Oh, hey, how are you? How long? We're not ready. And they're gone. <laughs> now, one thing I have to say about counter-marching. There's a hundred different ways to do this. And it always seems to end either really well and it looks fantastic or it can be a total disaster. One thing I found about counter-marching is that you need to be in your ranks. You need to be able to follow the guy in front of you and yeah, not waver from that. If you're in between ranks, then good luck. <laughs> so, Also, pipers, whenever you're counter-marching, slow down and wait for your drummers. It's not easy to do that turn with a drum in front of you. Now, I know that kind of seems like nothing. Oh, you boys can turn around, no problems, only a wee drum. But honestly, the amount of times I've seen pipe corps counter-marching out of an arena and they're like 50 feet in front of the drummers and then you have the embarrassing kind of hold on, hold on, I'm coming, I'm coming. You know, that little race you do. <laughs> so counter-marching is something, in my opinion, pipe bands should practice. How do we get out of the arena, guys, and not look like a bunch of clowns tripping over themselves? Now, one thing I would love to see at the World Championship, especially in the Grade 1 arena... I would love to see a way for our grade 1 bands to get out of that arena without having to squeeze through a tiny little tunnel. Have you seen this? I'm sure you have. You've been watching a lot of the live streaming and stuff and BBC coverage and they always stand. The BBC people always stand outside that tunnel waiting for them coming through. And it's possibly the worst place for the cameras to be because you have a band full of maybe 20 odd pipers and they're all squeezing in through this tiny little tunnel. And then the drummers have to get through. And they're there with you know the bass drums, big tenors and everything. It's really difficult to get squeezed through there. It's like a bit of a crush. So the very fact that those bands try to keep step whilst going through that tunnel is no small feat. So I took my hat off to them for playing some incredible music in the Grade 1 arena and then having to squeeze themselves out of that tunnel. That's a, that's a feat in itself. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one thing I would like to see improve about our World Championships. Make it a little easier for our Grade 1 bands to get out of the arena. Even if they were just to block that corner off and let them counter-march out or something, I don't know. I don't know. There's 101 different ways you could do it. People have suggested as well that they, I think they used to do this back in the day, possibly early 90s, where they allowed bands to actually play out of the arena. You know, once you'd finished your set and then everything, so again, it was pipes up on the rolls and you formed up again and you played out of the arena. That's something, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of thing for the crowd, you know. It's not just your simple, you have the Mark Town kind of snare drum going like that, which is a bit dull. You know, you have something a bit more engaging to watch as the band is leaving the arena. So, yeah, I don't know. Is that a possibility? You never know. You never know. Anyway, this has been a bit of a rambly topic of the week this week. But I'm just giving you my thoughts because I had experience of this there recently at a band practice where a band was 
teaching marching and deportment and uh, yeah I'm not going to name the band by the way because I'm not going to name and shame but it's, it's one of those things that you do take for granted it's one of those things that you really do have to practice you actually have to physically teach people how to do this you can't just expect it to happen you know so take the time if you're in a band right now and the season's just around the corner next week take the time go through a little bit of marching and deportment actually tell the guys right in the circle, this is where you stand. And when you're done, this is how you march in, march out. All that business. It really means the world. Especially when it comes to the march past. At the end of the day, everyone has to go through the march past. And that is what a future podcast will be all about. <laughs> yeah, I want to close this week's topic of the week and ask you about, about march pasts. Or as we call them, grand finales. Where everyone marches past all the big wigs and gives their salutes and everything. And you listen to the speeches and everything. Blah, 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 blah. All of that stuff that we do at the end of every competition here in the UK. I am very aware it's different around the world. I know the guys in the States do it differently. Canada have another way of doing it as well. I think even the ones in South Africa that we were watching there not too long ago. Again, have a different way to do it. The guys down under in Australia, New Zealand... Everybody, everybody worldwide seems to do this differently. And I would love to know your opinions on March Pasts or Grand Finales. Do you think there is a way we could do it different? Hmm. That's going to be a future topic of the week. So I wanted to give you a heads up on that first. So you guys can get your messages in to BigRabShow at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about Grand Finales or March Pasts. How can we do them better? Or are we doing them better already? Do you love them the way they are? Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. There you go. That's it for the Rab Show podcast this week. Next week, we'll be bringing you coverage from the Inverarian District Concert on Friday. If you're going to Inverary in Balamina on Friday, you already know how stupidly excited most of us all are for this concert. It's going to be off the chain. So I, we hope to see you all there. If you do manage to see any of us on the Rab Show team there, I think a good majority of us will be there. If you see any of us at all, definitely grab a hold of us and grab a quick selfie with us and stick it up there on the Rab Show page. Hashtag Big Rab Show Selfie. We would love to see you, get chatting to you, and yeah, definitely snap a selfie or two and have a bit of crack with you. So it's going to be an amazing weekend, and yes, next week on the podcast, we will be bringing you all the coverage, chatting to the guys with Inverary and all that sort of stuff, plus hopefully giving them your questions as well. So that's next week, and then next week sees the start of the season. Banger! May 12th. Oh man, I'm just so stupidly excited for the start of the season. It's just been too long. You know, this winter season, as fun as it has been, and it has been pretty packed with piping news, I'm just so glad to be hitting the grass again. And I'm sure you guys out there too are the same. To be out there back in the competitive field again after a while of just being locked away in a band hall, furiously learning succeeds uh, there we go that's it for the Rab Show podcast thanks so much for tuning in this week and each and every week uh, if you haven't yet please subscribe we are available on iTunes and on Podbean please do give us that all important follow or subscribe because each week whenever we upload an episode you'll get a little bing a little notification to let you know that Rab has pulled the finger out and uploaded another episode plus tell your friends about our wee show each and every week we are introducing new people to our show we are noticing quite a uh, a big increase in our numbers each week so please do tell your friends about our small little piping podcast and yeah get them clued in on what's happening in the piping world each week as we try and bring you the latest and best in the piping world each week 
Until then, check us out on thebigrabshow.com. There's merch up there. You can get your t-shirts and hoodies, which are still doing really well, by the way. So thank you, everyone, who's been buying those. And, uh, yeah, get your merch and stuff and be kept up to date on your piping news as well on our social media. And until next week, we will see you in, uh, yeah, sunny Balamina on Friday with a bit of luck. <laughs> well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible World Championship performances, G1 reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current World Champions in Vararian District. Until next time guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>